0: Hello, I'm Charlotte Leslie, Director at CMEC, and welcome to our podcast. This is the first in our series of podcasts for CMEC's Women's Programme. We'll be looking at the role women play from diplomacy to sports to arts to business in the region and busting some of those preconceptions about women in the Middle East. We are absolutely delighted to be kicking off by talking to Her Excellency. Sheikha Haya Rashid al-Khalifa. Her Excellency, Sheik Haya is a pioneering lawyer and diplomat from Bahrain. As ambassador to France between 1999 and 2004, she became Bahrain's first ever female ambassador. She was one of the first two women in Bahrain to practice law when she was admitted as a lawyer in Bahrain in 1979. She is also Bahrain's permanent delegate to UNESCO. She served as the President of the 61st Session of the United Nations General Assembly, which closed in September 2007, and she is just the third woman to hold that position. She is the recipient of several notable awards, the most recent of which included the United Nations Millennium Development Goals Special Award in 2007, in recognition of her work in promoting the set of global anti-poverty targets. Sheikh Haya is the principal and founding partner of Haya Rashid Al Khalifa Law Firm, and she is fluent in Arabic, French, and English. Your Excellency, a huge welcome to CMEX podcast. It is absolutely wonderful to have you with us.
1: Thank you very much, Charlotte, for inviting me to be with you today, and I will be happy to give you an idea about women in Bahrain and in the Gulf in general.
0: Could you start by telling us a bit about yourself and how your career started, how it was being a woman in Bahrain with such ambitions, how you progressed through your career, and what role your family and your parents played in your career
1: path? I started to work at the beginning of the 80s. I started to work as a lawyer. In fact, when I came from Kuwait, I studied law and Islamic Sharia at the University of Kuwait, and I started in the beginning of the 80s. At that time, there was no woman work as a lawyer. So it was really like you hit a wall. It was very difficult from two ways. The first thing is that you are a woman, and nobody accepts women to be work as a lawyer for him or for her or for any company because they think that the lawyer must be a man. And the second thing is that the society also does not accept that women become a lawyer and work with men and you have to hit a culture and you have to convince them not by force, but by logic and by understanding and by giving an example that you can help with your education, with your logic, with your understanding, how you convince the judge of your case. So it was very difficult when I started. I, we were only two women work as a lawyer, and we convinced them. It took us a long time, took us more than 10 years to just establish ourselves, to build a certain culture, to understand that women can do something, can help, and can draw a nice picture for our society. When I started, you know, we studied sharia law at the University of Kuwait. And I also studied law at Sorbonne. And I study international law also. And I have different legal background. So sharia is not different than law in general not different than the civil law and not different from this common law as well you know the target for lawyers and judges and is to realize the justice also sharia is the same so we have to convince the people which we work with them or we which we work for them that we have to develop our ideas about certain understanding about women when we started we think that women take their role as, as a human being in the society. When we started, we found that at the Sharia or family courts, we have to introduce a certain interpretation of the text, govern woman. And, you know, it took us around 20 years to build a culture of understanding. We spoke at the universities, clubs, newspaper, TV, Then we start to realize that people understand what we are saying and they like what we are saying. And they also convince that they have to change. You know, our target is we wanted to change, not to change anything, but culture, which keep women always in the back. So from the 80s up end of the 90s, we succeed myself and many other lawyers, women and men, especially the women and the government also. And at the end of the 90s, when His Majesty King Hamad took the power, they started to take what we ask for all these years and they realized it for women in Bahrain. They adopted family law, written family law. So, you know, it's very, very hard work and you have to change the mentality of people in order to let them understand. In fact, when I started, I studied law and then I went to France. I studied also the principle of the human rights, which based our life all, which we we have to make people understand that this kind of principles is built in us not from outside. We are not bringing it from outside. It's for all the human beings, and we have all to enjoy it. We have all to enjoy it and live with it. So myself and many other lawyers, and also women from many societies in Bahrain, we work with them together, and this is one part of my life. The other part is, beginning of 2000, when His Majesty took the power in Bahrain. He appointed me as uh, the first woman ambassador in France and I started different career but I have to admit that being a lawyer, being with a legal background, it helped me a lot in order to justify any idea or any position. When I went to France, before I submitted my letter Mr. Jack Shirak, the president at that time, I gave a lecture about women in the Gulf because, you know, people thought we cover with a black cloth and we don't understand anything, but we have a lot of money or something. It's not like that. There is a lot of women in the Gulf. They are looking for their own self, women with their way of thinking, with their way of life with their liberty and equality with the others and live with the tolerance with others. We are all the same. We have all the same as a human being. We cannot say that we, we are different, this better and the other is less. It's not like that. We are the same and we learn that we have to respect the others. And even if they are different, we are different. But we have the right to live with others in peace and enjoy life. So when I went to France, we started a different life, you know, the diplomacy. You have different way of introducing the ideas. In fact, I find that being with a legal background, it makes me more clear in my position and in my interpretation
0: of the things. When you started out, now as as we know, many more women across the region, contrary to the perceptions of, of many, are working in in law, in business. You really pioneered the way. How did you cut your way through? a very male environment that may have been quite threatened by the advent of these women who are extremely competent. Did you have any strategies that you can share, perhaps with women who are listening, as to how you
1: dealt with that environment? Definitely when we started, you see, they said, oh, many men and they came and they said, this job is not for women. And uh, it is even many men who started as a lawyer, uh, they are not succeed and there is no many work and something like that. But after we found that when we work, you have to be strong. Strong means don't listen to anybody want to tell you there is a problem and there is no place for you. There is a, don't listen to anybody, like to, to any idea like that. You have to work and don't think that you will reach what you want immediately took us very long time, very long time. Also, somebody tried to stop us from working. They try to challenge what we said, like that we say something against the religion or we say something against the society, but we are not. We try to make them understand that if they apply what we say, this will help them to live their life better. Who listened to us more? It's the woman. The woman came to us and they said, we will follow what you are saying. And it is at that time only, only men can speak about the, the rules which govern women and religion. Only man at that time. So when we talk, they said, no, no, no. This is why you are talking about this is not your field. This is for men who just work or who just study only Sharia. Like that, you know. Even they said, who is push you to say that? Nobody push us. It's not idea you can borrow. We are not borrowing any idea of anybody. This is our life. And this is idea. We think that ideas. We think that this will help our life. It will help other women. And I am really, I'm really happy to say that. Now, after all these years, I saw that Saudi Arabia appointed Princess Rima as a ambassador of Saudi Arabia to the United States. I'm proud. I'm proud and it is really a very big success for us. You know, we started and this lady continued our way. I saw her one time. She said something which, I cannot say it at my time, at that time. Now she say it. It is, you know, it is very difficult when you speak with religious people. She said that we are now fighting for our life. She said it in English and in the TV. As you know, in the religion, you have for being a witness, you have to be one man and two women. Women cannot sign on her behalf. Must be men signed for her. Always somebody responsible about you. We started and now somebody else who continued the way. And I think also all the government now in the Gulf, they are trying to put women in a very important positions. Many, many ministers, many diplomats and many ambassadors, women in the Gulf. Before 30 years, nobody It was very difficult, but now things change and it's change not in a very shocking way for the society. Our society accepted. And they are proud. They are proud of women who are now become ambassadors, become ministers, become doctors, become all the fields of life. The women become now present everywhere, everywhere in the Gulf. I remember that I read a book for a a Saudi writer. He said before, like, now 70 years, there was no electricity, there was no car, there was no nothing in this area. It is very short time, 70 years. Or even 100 years, you know, in France, it took them 300 years to give women like the power to be in the parliament. or took them very long time. I just have this information from long time and also all over Europe. It took them very long time. Now, for us, before the oil, it is maybe now you can say 100 years, less than 100 years. There was nothing here in this area. And it was a very close society. if you come to Bahrain or you come to Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, you can see it is there is no differences between here and and Europe. The people go and they have women work and you can see women in everywhere. When I started in, in the eighties, at that time, the law which govern women was very strict, very very strict, and the religious people have everything only the religious. Now it is different. I'm fascinated by those
0: landmarks that you're talking about in changing policy towards women, which, of course, in part are driven by pioneers like yourself. Could you talk us through a bit more about what the family law is and how it has changed life for women and the
1: consequences of it? Before, when we started, like before 80s, family law, there was no codified law, no code no code. Only you go the family courts, only the judges are from religious people, and there was no law of procedure. Law of procedure means that they give you time. You have to file your case in this time. The judgment must issue in this time. The judge must justify with reasons, not just you come, you said this, the other said the other thing, and the judgment is this. Without giving reasoning. At that time, there was no reasoning. At that time, there was no timing. Sometimes your case may stay for eight years. Sometimes and the the woman asks for divorce, it may stay for a very long time at that time. Now, there is a law procedure. You have to have this certain time, uh, two, three months, four months, the judgment will issue with a good reasoning. You can go to the appeal court and challenge the judge, then you can go to the court of cassation. So we have three stages of court. Now it is really very clear the position of any person in the family. He can just know his right from the beginning. There is a a codified law. He can read or she can read and she can say her, her obligation and her right. And if she go to court or if he go to court, you know what, like in all other countries. When we studied Sharia law, there was a very, very open uh, method for the interpretation, interpretation of the text. So you can read it in this way or you can read it completely in another way, different way. There is an interpretation of the principle of the interest. Interest, it is somebody in Sharia, they said this is forbidden. Somebody said, no, late payment interest, it's not forbidden. Because it is like we consider it like damage. We have to give the other party. If he late in the payment, in his due payment time, he must pay a compensation like for the other. So there is another a logic interpretation. And you have to be open and you have to also know about the method of interpretation. When I was in New York, when I was at the United Nations General Assembly, they invited me as the president of the United Nations General Assembly and Madame Shirin Abadi. She is um, from Iran. She is a Nobel Prize winner. She is lawyer also. And we both of us, we discussed how you develop the woman position in the Islam. And we took openly how there is a method to interpret the text, which give the woman the full power, the full right to live her life as a human being. It is very, very, very interesting to know the method of the interpretation of the text, to just push the position of woman in a very positive way for the, the future. And I think now Saudi Arabia and Kuwait, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, all the countries, they are, you know, they are working very hard to use the open way and the logic way of the interpretation of the text, which keep women and all the society open when you use this kind of method, logical method, which we use it in the law and all over the world.
0: Not just a societal change, but also sort of how you interpret religion as well.
1: Yes, how do you interpret the text? Of the mm. religion, there is a logic method which they use it from long time. You know, mm. there's a school called Al-Mu'tazila in Islam. They use this Greek method for the interpretation of the text. And I can imagine that's that's very sensitive in many areas. A
0: very sensitive thing to begin to do. Um, Your Excellency, I wonder if you could discuss a little what impact you think having more women in positions of influence in law, business, politics has on the wider politics um, and business environment of the region. Um, Does it change the dynamics?
1: Does it improve it by having more women involved at high levels? Yes, you know, because it's just a sign when women become in this position and you can find it now everywhere. Let us not say in Bahrain. Bahrain, from a long time, women work and drive. Bahrain society is open, and they are we are like a sort of commercial society from a long time. And we also because Bahrain is island, we used to have foreigners, and we live with them. The Bahraini they are very open and they are very simple. Now, in the other neighbors like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait. Like uh, Qatar now, they are booming. They, 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 The women become in everywhere, you know. The women takes their right and they just use it normally without any barrier, without any problems from men or from the society or from some uh, people in the, the society using their religion. So now it is normal if women like to stay at home. They can stay at home. They can work. Any kind of work, you know, a lot of women. There are doctors now. They are. They work in all over the society. All the kind of work. There is no barrier. The mentality of the people is changing or changed already now. Related to women. I have to agree. Whenever I've been to the region, I've been so struck by
0: the enormously high calibre and number of women in senior positions. There are far more women in senior positions than than I would have expected on my first visits to the region. And they're all of incredibly high calibre. Do you find that perceptions from the West and Europeans of the role of women in the region are very different from the reality? Are people surprised when you come along and you're a, you're a woman from Bahrain and, and you've achieved what you've achieved? Do people in Europe have a, a false idea?
1: of? Yes, yes. Of it is normal that they don't have a clear idea about women in our society. They may see Women only shopping with a nice car, and especially in our area. Maybe the idea is not clear about the role of women. And really, you you are right. I have listened to this idea from many diplomats in France. They told me that when I went there, they told me that, in fact, before you, you came, we thought that, yes, Bahrain maybe send women as ambassador. Maybe you are normal or you are a woman like others. And when you come, you just can convince us that you are not the woman who came here. And many other women, they came to France and to maybe to UK and everywhere. We are very hard worker. We work very hard. Just part of us, part of our life. If you see doctors, they are working all the full day now, especially now with the corona, you see. I think in Europe, they thought that the women, not in Bahrain, only in all the Arab countries, the, their idea about us that we are covered with black cloth and we are maybe follow men with one man with four women. And we are not like that, you see. Maybe it's like a typical idea, but it is not correct. It's based on a not a clear idea about women. Now, with all this technology, with all this social media, TV, we live like in England, like in France, like in everywhere, like in America. We have the same atmosphere, you see. I wonder whether perceptions in the West of women in the region are
0: trapped in the 1980s. And people still think that the region is as it was when you were pioneering the women's movement back in the 1980s. So we're slightly out of
1: date. We are normal people, like like everywhere, you know. When you go, when I went to France, I feel that I feel myself that I French, like French woman. And when I go to to UK, I feel that I am like the British way of thinking, woman. You know, we we think. We have the same method, we have the same understanding, the same logic, you see. And now the good thing is about this social media, you see the world outside your region and you understand that you have to live with the others, with different culture. You have to make them understand you because if you just close, you will be in a very small world. You have to be with the others. You have to share with them, let them share with you also. The life has become more interesting and more beautiful, you see. An
0: awful lot has happened over the last, well, you know, 30 30 or so years since the 1980s. And it seems that the year 2000, when King Hamad appointed you in family law came in, was a big moment. What else was going on in the region at that point? Was Bahrain ahead of other neighbouring countries in terms of where women were in the workplace? Or
1: was it happening all at the same time across the Gulf? Yes, I think it's happening in, in everywhere. You have examples. You have examples in Saudi Arabia now. They are working very, very hard. They are working very fast also. They want to just run quickly to reach with the other society in the world. There is no barrier in Bahrain. There is no social restriction like the other countries. Kuwait also, they have a lot of women. They are working from the 60s. Qatar now, they are working also very hard. We work very hard, really. Women work very hard, and the barrier at the beginning, when they link it with the religion, it is really very hard to break it. But we did very good, you know. And it is also the technology now. You cannot say this is only the Bahraini society or Saudi society, or we are all one society now. Become all the world become a one society. Now even mm. in in France. I usually go to, to France I consider it my second place I feel that we, we have the same w- way of thinking there is a different culture but the same way of thinking same way of interpretation so it is really uh, the world become close people in the world become uh, closer when you try to build this kind of tolerance the life become better the peace and the understanding the mutual understanding between the different cultures
0: Technology has made the world much smaller in many ways. And certainly in the UK still, barriers exist for women in the workplace. It's still not perfect. We've had women working for a long time, but there's still a lot of work to do to make things completely equal. Are there still challenges and barriers that you are continually tackling? And do you think there's barriers that we share both in the Middle East and in the West
1: for women in the workplace? Yes, yes, you are right, what you have said. It's correct, you know, because when I went to New York and I started my work as the president of the General Assembly, I have a team with me. I feel that they look at you differently, not only in our area huh? and all over the world. Women, we have to work very hard, we have to prove that we can do the work as everybody expected. They Not only in our area, not only in the UK, also in America. Women, they look at us in a way that you feel that there is the a discrimination, really. But it is in the culture. They never tell you, but you feel it, you see. When they come to you, oh, you are like our sister. We don't want you to do this mistake. Please do this. Don't do this, you know. They never say like this to other men. I (laughs) I think we can both share that experience. (laughs) You you, you feel it, and some of them, you said, oh, don't do this. You see, they just try to threaten you because they think that you are women, you, you may be afraid or something like that. They have their mentality, but you have to face it, and you just don't become angry, but you just smile and work. You have to work very hard. You know, Mm. you know, for me, when I started, they said, oh, there is a lot of lawyers become started when they started. There is no work. Nobody come to them. Nobody something. Now my office is one of the biggest office in Bahrain. My team is around 30 percent between men and women. We work very hard. It is not a question of men and women. It's not. We have to believe this. We have to work And we have to to concentrate about the quality of our work, the quality, the results, the tangible results which we bring for the people. Being a lawyer, it's very, very challenging. You live in a very challenging life, very challenging way of life. And try to create a new idea to help people, to help your society or sometimes your government. You help them by new ideas, by trying to mix between the ideas. It is its way of life. I think being a lawyer, it's, it's something, it's challenging and it's very rich way of life, you know, rich by helping others and creating a new principle and a new model which helps your people or helps your society. Your Excellency, I can hear your passion. It's beautiful coming
0: through when you speak about being a lawyer. When you were a little girl, did you always want to be a lawyer? And what did your parents say when you had these ambitions for what you were going to do with your life? Because back then, I guess that wasn't the normal thing for a little girl to be
1: thinking of doing. My grandfather, he used to be a judge, my grandfather. And my brother, I have two brothers, they are judges. And for me, I love my mother. You know, my mother play a very important role in my life, my mother. And I always like to protect her, to help her, to create something new for her. Try to not, uh, to make her angry or make her not happy. So I want to protect her. So I become a lawyer, you know. I th- I feel that I can help her. She died now. But before, when she wants anything, she never go to my brothers. She'll come to me. She said, you can help do it. She think that I can resolve all her problem. So I just think I am not kind of people who like to fight. I don't like to fight. I like to, uh, I'm just, also I speak very little. I don't speak too much. I like to read. I like to just develop idea. I like to create idea. I like to just remove some bad ideas which govern us as women.
0: Wow, that's extraordinary. And I think a uh, whole generations of women can be very thankful to your mother for inspiring you and supporting <laughs> you,
1: so that you've, you've
0: become such a pioneer for women in the in the region. What did your brothers think? Were they happy with your career path?
1: My brother, they liked me. They likes me. They said, oh, my, I have my brother. He is younger than me. He, he became now the president of the constitutional court he always said my great sister he likes me and I like him also no 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 they like me my brothers (laughs) but you know my mother we just try to help her protect her try to because you know at that time when I started she helps me and at that time nobody pay for women to go and study outside Bahrain she paid my mother she paid from her own expenses. I go to France, I went to France and I studied. In her expense, He believed in us. He believed in all her children.
0: The power of what families and individuals can do to change things. We live in very turbulent times. What challenges do you think Bahrain faces, both domestically and internationally, and the region? And do you think that women have a particular role to play in
1: peace relations, negotiations, and building our future? We cannot say Bahrain face, we can't say the region face. The region, we face many problems, many problems. There is no one solution, but you know, there is tools. I think the first thing is tolerance, the tolerance, the better understanding. And we need the peace in ourselves, inside ourselves, and the peace in the region. Here, they use the religion to fight and to make a difference between others. It is not our religion, other religion, all other religion. We never, nobody can choose his or her religion. We never choose our religion. We came with our religion. I think the first tool is tolerance. Tolerance and better understanding others. We need sincere people to work. And I think women can work sincerely and seriously in this area, the tolerance and the peace, you know. We have also big problem in the world, which is the poverty. At the United Nations General Assembly, we found that there is many people, especially in Africa, they die from hunger and they have no water. Uh, they, they there's no water they died from uh, something which we can offer to them we can help them we can bring them with us as a happy human being and i think a international organization like united nations can work and can do lot of things maybe united Nations can help people and related to the poverty also, peacekeeping. Women can also play a very, very serious and important and uh, honest role. You know, we we work for the the others, not for ourselves to be very famous or something like. We we work very hard. You remind me of our first
0: woman prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, said, "If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman." I agree. And uh, you are certainly obviously a woman who does a lot of things. Thank you so much for spending the time with CMEC, with us on our podcast. This is the first in a series of podcasts looking at what women are doing in the region from across diplomacy, sport, business, the whole spectrum. And it's such a pleasure to start our series with Someone who's obviously played such an enormous role in pioneering women's place in the Middle East and across the region. And it's so needed. Representation of women has so many benefits, not only for the women involved, but for our whole world. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It's been fascinating and inspirational. Thank you very much. My pleasure and my honour.